Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to My Songs Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith, and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh, and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to My Songs Suck. My name is James Keogh, and joining me, as always, uh, is Alex Smith. That's me! That's you. And it's episode 10! Episode 10, we've done it. We've made it. We're here. It only took, like... Months took ten whole episodes to get here. I feel like uh, episodes release quite slowly. Yeah, but right. More importantly, we have a guest in the studio with Ooh. us. We got Peter Harvey from Homefront. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. I'm Peter from Homefront. I'm the lead singer. Uh, I do a little bit of writing, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and we've just got some new music out, so it's exciting. Oh, cool. What's your new music? Uh, so we just released a new single called Breathing Space, and that's up on our Facebook page. It's just clocked in as of today. Sorry to date the episode immediately, <laughs> um, but it's just hit about 20K views, which is exciting. Oh, fantastic. Congrats. That's Thank awesome. You. Um, but we're not here to talk about your great new songs and your very popular stuff. We're here to go back into the archives. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I, I almost for a second thought you'd forgotten. I'm like, oh, this is going great so far. Yeah, yeah we're just going to talk about all the great stuff. Uh, what is this song? What have you brought us? So I brought you a song called Waiting. I wrote this in 2012 when I was uh, still on YouTube. So, oh, cool. Yes, because I, like a, like a little teeny bopper, I started on YouTube writing songs on a ukulele. Um, <laughs> and that's what this is. It's, it's not great, but that's what, that's what the point of this is. I, right. I wanted to preface it by saying... Um, that lots of the the people that I've heard on this show um, with their bad song, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see, um, <laughs> weren't very bad at all. So I thought I'd step it up a notch. So right? this, this one's... I, I feel like I started this being like, everyone writes bad songs, but I feel like my songs are much worse <laughs> than everyone else's bad music. Everyone's a lot really... less spoken word segments in yeah. the guest songs. It's yeah. been eye-opening for me. I was like, well, okay, I was quite bad and i i continue that because i don't think this song's very bad well but, uh I, I guess we'll let the audience decide what they yes. think this is your oldest song is that right the first song the first one that i could find so i yeah. i was writing songs for like school assessments i, I was pretty late to to music actually mm. i only started um doing classroom music and stuff and singing lessons in about grade 11 end of grade 10 mm. um which is quite a while now because I'm well and truly out of school, right? But um, but yeah, at at the time it was it was just high school stuff. I never really wrote much for. I I didn't have any bands or projects, so mm. it was mainly for assessment and nothing else until, <laughs> until this. Fair enough. Well, I I found your your YouTube channel. I don't know if you want me to say the name or not. No, that's fine. I don't use it or check it anymore. So feel free. <laughs> No, I won't. All right. Oh, we'll keep it a secret. Mystery. mystery. But in the in the description, it said this was the first song you wrote. You probably mean as like a, a for uh, yeah. recreation. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. I'm I'm really excited because I don't think we've had like a, a first song. Yeah, right. 
But uh, my excitement was dashed because you did just explain that it wasn't your first song. So. <laughs> no, thanks, yes, Peter. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have been able to tell just by listening, though. So, <laughs> I, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my comments until we've heard it because I have strong feelings about the song, okay. as I seem to each week. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to preface it with? Any yeah. like special stuff? Uh, not really. It's it's sort of influenced um, because it was written for or to be put up on YouTube exclusively. I never planned to release it mm. and never planned to. Um, it's very much influenced by YouTube musicians. So um, at the time I was listening to a lot of like John Cozart, so Paint, um, yep. Dodie. Charlie is so cool. Like. Charlie is so cool, like definitely um, those sorts of people. So I was like, yeah, this is this is cool. This is something that I want to try doing. And so I, I guess I did. And now it's now. Well, without further ado, this is uh, Waiting. Thank you. 
comes out one day older but not much wiser but I know what's what and I know what's not so I'm done waiting 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 for you well that was a horrifying blast from the past <laughs> how do you feel uh sweatier than before <laughs> and that's not to say that I wasn't already sweaty, so <laughs> apologies to everyone in the room. It's a bob. Yeah, I quite liked it. I like it. I disagree, but that's, that's fine. It, it wasn't as terrible as I, as I remembered with Cringevision. Like, mm, sure, just sure. Like, I thought it would be much worse. There was definitely terrible, trashy parts, but nowhere near as bad as I remembered it being. I suppose. Obviously, at the time, I thought it was a decent enough song to put out into the world. But right. um, how many uh, views did you get? If you don't mind me asking, I don't actually know. Probably sub a thousand. Yeah. Like I, I had like five hundred subscribers max. That's, that's, not, that's pretty good. Stage. I don't five hundred. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I had that many when this song was released. Though I think I was probably around like the two hundred, three hundred. Sure. Because I, I used to do like vlogs before I put music out. Oh, cool. So you, like, built up the channel. Yeah, then... or tried to. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was mainly so, like, I didn't want music to be the first thing that I put out. Mm, um, yeah. Just in case people were like, this is trash. It's like, oh. So, <laughs> right. so if, if I had My people soul. who already sort of liked me as a person before then, then there'd be at least a few nice comments. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, if it was like music was the one thing on there and people didn't like it, yeah, they like, would ooh. not like the entirety that'd of the be, channel. That'd be pretty soul-crushing. And yeah. it makes it like a cool, interesting, like, oh, it's a music thing this yeah, time. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something something new. Um, Which is, yeah, akin to something like Dodie or, or Paint and stuff. And I, I, you can hear that influence in there with the ukulele. and yeah. the, the was. Did you put on accent for this one? I yeah, I, I mean, not deliberately, but sure. I, I find that... Um, Lots, lots and lots of singers do it, um, yeah. mainly because it's what sells and what people are used to hearing, like not necessarily like it's the only thing that mm. sells, but like it's what's driven into us commercially. So that's sort of what people become accustomed to hearing. And if you hear someone with like a, a real strong Australian accent. Might put them off. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, like, oh, even if they already know, like you hear lots of Australian singers on the radio, mm. it's not I, like... Sorry. No, no, no. Go on. I I had a point here of like uh, the American accent. Uh, yeah. The American accent. Do you cop flack for it as well? Because I I sing with them. Oh, probably. And like, I was planning to. But at a party last night, yeah. Someone started fucking me for the American accent then as well. And really? I was like, this is why I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> wait, on the wait. Were you were you playing music at the time, or were they just like uh, <laughs> ran up and just was like Alex Oi. Smith? <laughs> it was a dude. It was that guy who was like, you two, and I I don't know who you are. Sorry, and I. And I because I was very drunk, I gave him a business oh, card and was yeah. like, Alex Smith, check me out on Spotify and iTunes, and was like, play me your best song. Oh, no. And then he I was did. a very demanding man, yeah, a very drunken like, man. Tell me, why did you do an American accent? And I was like, because I wanted to. And now, be <laughs> but <laughs> the point is, people take a lot of, I get a lot of shit, so much shit for doing an American accent. Do you, because when you sing, you're not like super, super American. That one was a bit, it, quite American. That was. I but nowadays I, you don't. I've do it definitely as much, turned yeah. it back a bit, mm. but is it because of those people being like, "You're Aussie, why are you doing a?" Not accent? really. I've only. I've never had someone like abusively come up to me and be like, "Uh, what the fuck?" Mm. But I like, it so hard. 
You're, all the time. I don't go outside though. So I think I, I look uh, like someone that people can fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got some facial hair. That's it's true. Yeah, it's true. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's my like. That's my secret. They're Probably like, oh, I, I can't, I can't beat up a child. Like, <laughs> this well, I mean, I guess also that this isn't about beating up a child. It sounded like I was gonna be like, oh, I guess you could <laughs> put your mind to it. Um, I, I guess also because you're the pop punk genre, and I feel like that's it's quite, very, it's very quintessential. Yeah, so I don't, think, it, I don't think it's weird to have a bit of an American accent when you do. Yeah, yeah definitely, and that's like not necessarily a compositional tool, but it's mm. definitely something that I consider when I'm writing, mm. like. Because certain accents and certain um, vowel sounds and stuff, like the yeah. American R is very pronounced. Yeah, and it's, like not it's a vowel, obviously, but like the um, like I like a saying time. It, often yeah. it has like a bit of a diphthong, whereas if you do it like with an Australian accent or a, like a British accent, like lots yeah. of the um, like your indie sort of stuff, it's yeah. um, like it's much flatter. Like yeah. the note doesn't sort of yeah. flick kind of like up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's something I consider when writing, particularly writing lyrics, because um, there's a sort of natural, yeah. natural rhythm and natural melody to lyrics generally, or for me at least. Like when they come into my head, I'm like, oh, this would fit. So when when I'm writing, at least, if I, like I tend to write with lyrics and melody like at the same time. I, I yeah. don't generally just like. Do 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 like do it out and then um and then add words to it later. I, sure. Even if I don't use the lyrics that I originally came up with, it sort of gives like a natural vowel and like sometimes if you're like oh there should like there's an obvious consonant that should go there or yeah. something mm. and then you can change it later as long as it's a word that has that or that's that's what I tend to do when writing lyrics anyway and it like makes it a bit easier later down the line because even if the words don't make sense initially, you can sort of. You have that, yeah. You, you have cram them in. You have like a guide, essentially. Exactly, so it's yeah. like, oh, I need like an O sound here or like a natural, uh, a neutral right. vowel sound sort of thing. Mm. Um, and some notes, like real high belty notes, are often easier to sing on certain vowels. So uh, if you're yeah. like, I'm sure, I'm sure you're yeah. well if aware like, of that. E- yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or something with like a real harsh consonant or like, yeah. or like an S. I find S is really hard to do up high so mm-hmm. they tend to like if it's at the end of the word it's fine because you can sort of just like leave it in the breath yeah. and you're like oh, that's fine you'll, know, you'll notice a lot of like high held notes are like what or what yeah, yeah rather yeah. than like Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's going in like fucking that thing yeah mm. um i i don't know whether i feel like i've already made this about me twice in this podcast no do that's it a fine. third time please. please comedy comes in threes <laughs> uh we were in a band you and i we were whoa i yeah. Compl- I was thinking back, I'm like, how did we first meet? And that didn't even come to mind. You don't remember, you don't remember Patch Pilot? I do remember. That wasn't... Those were the best... That, that wasn't was the, the best first... part of a year of my life, man. <laughs> that wasn't the first time that we met, though. Wasn't it? No, because... Oh, now I feel like the asshole. When, <laughs> it was a great time. It was the best time that we met. But um, <laughs> when, when did we meet? At the, the festival at the Arts Theatre, because I was still performing as The Larks then, as my first band, <sighs> and you you played, you were like the headline act of that. Was that Whoa. like in a field under yeah. a gazebo? Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't know that's I think th- I think that was the first time, because I didn't know Harry at the time, and mm-hmm. Harry was the drummer when you were playing mm-hmm. bass in Patch Pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, God. Everything got shimmied around. That was never going to work. Yeah. Because Harry. Yeah. Okay. I think, like, I know that 
I mean, Har Harry's pretty big. I was going to say, I know that we're not all like enormous musicians yet, but I think it's going to be so cool. And it's like, yeah, you know, like Peter from Homefront and yep. Harry from Shorelines. It's and the Avengers Alex of from Human local Smith music. And Darcy yep. Love from America. They were all Canada in a band. Now. He's in he's in Toronto now doing oh, nice. doing film and stuff. I had a chat with him the other day. Hmm. I think yeah. that's just a cool thing in music history that happened at one point. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. it sort of means something to someone at some point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> It can mean something to us. Why not? Harry is a very good bass player. And Harry a very good was singer, on yeah. the drums. He was. Yeah. Okay. I'm a rhythm guitarist and a singer. I yep. was on the bass, mm. an instrument I had never played. Mainly and did because not own. I was playing rhythm <laughs> guitar because I wasn't capable of playing any other instrument. <laughs> oh, right. And yeah. Darcy played lead. Yeah. And I think he was okay. Yeah, he was. He did a good job. <laughs> but, but what fucks me up is that we had a gig and it was good fun. And we we're like, Alex, we need to kick you out of the band. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay. And then like a week later, you broke up anyway. <laughs> he just had to be like, we're going to break up, but let's make sure Alex knows he in particular is shit before we go our separate ways. In, in our defense. What <laughs> I was very bad. <laughs> you weren't actually. What, what went down was that we, this is, this is the first time I think that we've discussed this. So I'm yeah. oh, wow. glad, yeah. it's, on, I'm on, glad yeah. it's on the record. Yeah. There was no malice. We basically were like, your man, Alex Smith, the act, like your, your solo work. We were like, this is too, like, it's too much to be doing that and doing this. And we're like, we can't make him choose not to do his solo thing oh and be with our band. You sound like every meaningful relationship in my life. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's not you. It was yeah. us. Yeah. We just weren't ready to accept your love. You were too... Mm. Music makes you so happy. We didn't want to take that away from you. If you, you love but there's something, no room for let it us go. in your life. Though, uh, good choice in the end for the band fell apart I, immediately. I can't believe that. What? I mean, uh, it's I mean, probably... It, it was, I was going to say what happened, but like... It wasn't immediate. It was, it was just like over time. Very, um, very soon after. Because we did stop, but we found like a new drummer and then we had a new formation and everything sort mm -hmm. of. I don't know. We stopped We stopped having fun and music should be fun. Like with, with my current band, the guys are awesome and we run it like a business because we want it to be something professional yeah. and we want a career from it. But it's still always fun. There's like this... There's shit times. I just realized I can swear on this. Absolutely. There's, there's, yeah, definitely rough times, mm. but it's like you're doing it with your mates. So it's, it's always good fun. Um, whereas then it was like a struggle just to turn up to rehearsal. And it's like, oh, this yeah. isn't enjoyable. We weren't enjoying the music partially because it wasn't very good. Mm. Um, we what weren't we, getting anywhere. Were we, we doing covers or was it mainly? It was, it was probably mainly originals. We, we were doing like half and half, I think. Mm. I remember when we opened for you, actually, not the same time when you were in the band. Right. I was, <laughs> though, here's Alex Smith and his band. And now here's Alex Smith again. <laughs> I remember we actually played, I think the first show that we opened was Rick's, wasn't for it? you was Rick's. Yeah. And I, I remember you mentioning afterwards that because we played as a three-piece. So Harry was on drums, I was on rhythm guitar, and Darcy was on lead guitar. Mm. Um, so no bass. And I can't remember if you actually made the comment or if you just said it later and you're like, I'm not going to say that because it would have been too mean. <laughs> but you, you said something along the lines of wanting to make a comment about being like, oh, how great were Patch Pilot? but missing something. <laughs> it's oh. like, ooh. That sounds like something I would say. But probably not in a mean way. Oh, no, we were trash. Like, no, no, no. Like, I like was, Badge Pilot. It was, it was a fun time until it wasn't. It's the only band I've ever been in. 
and uh. I had good fun. You but have your a... band, Alex Smith, though. Yeah, Touché. and you guys. I mean, the only band that I'm not like rock. I like the, I was... the big boring dad who has to run everything. <laughs> yeah. Where I was just like, I'm gonna play the root note. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was a That's... terrible bass player. <laughs> I think also because it was like we shouldn't be talking about this. Is I'm talking about me far too much. Uh, the song. Good. <laughs> the song. Uh, I get a lot of McFly from this song specifically. Yes, McFly was a, a real big influence at at the time as well. Still today, uh, mainly lyrically now more so than um more so than musically, but mm. um there's still elements of it there it's just no longer sort of the the sort of genre in which i write so it's uh less pertinent but um definitely lyrically and definitely in this in the song we just heard um yeah because yeah, they i can't remember if that was just prior to or because they released love is easy which was mm. like a song that was ukulele based um and i remember absolutely loving that and yeah i, I can't remember for the life of me if it came out just before or just after um I'm sure someone will do a search and like, oh, actually, that was three years later. <laughs> Which it very well could be as well, let's be real. But, um, yeah, lots of McFly sort of stuff influenced me. The, the sort of the British um, pop rock sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, was there a particular sort of part that stuck out like that for you or just I, in I, general? I feel like the melody, it kind of reminds me of obviously, even mm-hmm. though it's not similar. <laughs> it's not similar. No, it's not, it's not particularly <laughs> similar. the vibe, the kind of like bouncy. Yeah, the sort of almost surfy but still yeah. like sort of longing. Mm. Lyrically, probably s- kind of close to obviously as well, just sort mm. of like. Good song. Fucking banger. What, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, it and is. And this one as well. That, that was my, <laughs> my so. strong feelings. I really like this song. Yeah. I... I'm so proud of all my music babies all these people coming in being like this song is bad and i'm like nah it's great i on the fridge i i think musically like if it was fleshed out like with better instrumentation and more than one instrument other than voice mm. n- not just me doing chords and the lyrics were probably changed it it could be okay like that's that's the thing i was gonna ask did you play guitar at this point in your life I, it, I don't know. Because it sounds like you wanted to be playing guitar the way you were playing the, the uke. That wouldn't surprise me. I mm. I don't think I was, actually. Like, I, I had a guitar, mm. but it was, like, my mom's crappy, like, yeah. Yamaha one worse than the ones that you have at school. Sure. And, like, it was missing a string. So I was like, I'll just play ukulele. And then, like, event- like some of the chord shapes sort of are transferable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a good starting point. But, um, but yeah, d- like... It wasn't my like specialty instrument, um, which is probably why, like, part of the reason why it turned out how it did as well. Because at the time, I was writing while I would like I'd sing along and try and come up with a lyric and a melody and a chord progression at the same time. Oh, I see. So like, it was a slow process, <laughs> and I was very restricted by my limited playing. Whereas now, if um, obviously I, I write with my band, so. Um, it's very collaborative and sometimes they'll come to me with a completely like fleshed out song and I'll just write lyrics to it. Sometimes I'll come with a, like a skeleton. Mm. Um, so chord progression, structure, lyrics, um, stuff like that. Or sometimes I'll just have a, like a melody idea in my head mm. and I find that's how I get the most creative melodies to me or the most sort of original melodies because I'm not limiting myself by an accompanying lyrics. instrument. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I'm not, I'm not a pianist or a guitarist or a, a ukulele player. I <laughs> I can play each of them 
reasonably. Like I can mm. accompany myself with chords and maybe a little bit of like sneaky arpeggios chucked in there. Yeah. <laughs> but like beyond that, it's pretty average. So if like I have a melody in my head and I'm like, I can only play these chords, can't throw in like a secondary dominant because I don't know how to play that. Yeah. yeah then I can't do it. So I, that was something I did actually learn from watching a, a behind the scenes thing with McFly. They, um, they were talking about their songwriting and they were saying always, well, they always start with, um, with melody. And mm. that's because they don't want to restrict themselves with like, cause your melody can only be as good as the accompaniment that goes with it. But if you yeah. start with melody, you can build the accompaniment around that. Right. I, I was going to say a thing and it was boring. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. You just but that's, some... that's the really good way to write. If you... is, that how you, is that how you write? Well, yeah, I realized because recently we were talking about substitutions at uni and like how if you, if you do a chord which has three notes, mm. then the next chord, if that has two notes from this one, you're kind of like pivoting off that chord to do notes other side sure. and it sounds good because it's in the circle of fifth. Yeah. And if you do that with a melody, it's kind of like, you're, you're like, okay, I want to hit this note at this point, then what chord does it have to be? If I hit the chord here, then it can't be that. If I move it along so it's the second note that's that note, it sounds okay. And like you can kind of like say there's three chords that it could be, yeah. which one sounds good. So you can kind of do that with like the, the note of the melody that lands on the beat. So oh, you're like, yeah. here's a change, and then here's a change, and you're like, so the melody's here. And it's kind of like an easy sort of way. If you have like a definite, like, this is what it sounds like in my head, mm. then that's a really helpful way to write songs. Oh, there you go. Do yeah. you find that when you have a melody in your head and you try and fit an accompaniment to it, as, as it comes out, you're like, this isn't what I wanted it to sound like and you don't know how to fix it? Because I know that happens to me a lot. I, I have the problem of like, this is what I want it to sound like. And I realize it's just the four chords. <laughs> I'm like, this yep. melody's great. Oh, I, it's CGA minor. That's F. radical. That's <laughs> what sort of stopped me from um, writing with accompaniment because I, I was like, oh, this sounds rad. Oh, it's, it's like four, one, yeah. six, five. I'm like, well, there we go. <laughs> over and over and over. That sucks. On Which the is one, a great progression. It's so good. It's, it's, it's just there's a reason it's so widely used. Music's cancelled. We're yeah, just using like, the four chords. Like one, one, five, six, four. Just slap it on and we're good to go. <laughs> I, I really don't like starting choruses with one. Like, Really? I, I don't. I don't know why. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm much more of like a chord four sort of guy. Like yeah. four to one. What do you mean um, starting oh, with one? Sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, so in... I'll try and not be as like theoretically. We're, we're teaching dense. the audience. This is great. Yeah, this is basically, great. a um, a scale is based up of a series of notes. Yep. Um, if you're in a C major scale, for instance, um, the white notes on a piano. The white notes on a piano. Got it. Um, your chord one would be a a chord starting on C. Gotcha. So you'd have C, and then the third above, and the um the fifth above yep and then so a chord four would be um f would be an f major chord in C, D, e, F. yep yep exactly and so on so commonly um like the the standard pop progression is one five six four so c major uh g major a minor f major hmm. um that's like the one that the axis of awesome yeah basically yeah, all yeah. Crap around. obviously that works in 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 any key mm. so like because that's just like the shape the shape exactly yeah. Um, so instead of saying like, oh, you start on a C chord, uh, cause that could be in any key. Mm. Um, well not any key, but it could be in a number of keys. It's generally easier to just be like chord one or chord four. Um, gotcha. cause then no matter what key you're in, it's universal. It's exactly. It's transferable. Yeah. 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 
Well, is it universe? That's going off the Western, oh, uh, yeah, the Western yeah, theory right. of music, uh, the circle Western. of fifths, yada yada. <laughs> I have a question. Oh yeah, I'm gonna move the conversation on. Fair, fair. Um, no, well, I just wanted to because you mentioned uh, so McFly was an intru- uh, influence for this one, and you also mentioned before we listened to it that uh, yeah, YouTubers like Paint and and Dirty and stuff. Um, with that being your influence at the time, did you then have that sort of goal of like? I'm going to be putting out music on YouTube specifically because I want to reach the point similar to uh, these people who are my influences like this YouTube. Was it, was it a YouTube goal specifically that you had at that point? Yeah, definitely. Like at, at the time of releasing it, I, I think like naively it wasn't so much like, Oh, I want to be popular. It was, I want to, be friends and hang out with the popular people. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so depressing. You wanted to like, get invited to VidCon and you exactly. know, be a part of that Like community. it'd be yeah. cool to have like a community of my own, like, um, like nerd fight area and stuff. Yeah. From, totally. Like, yeah. John Green and Hank Green and stuff. They, um, they have an awesome community and having something like that would be awesome. Like Carrie Hope Fletcher's community is rad as well. Mm. Like everyone's so supportive and having something like that and being a part of it, or being like the linchpin in that, yeah. As vain as that is, would be would be pretty cool. Or that's what I thought at the time. Yeah. D- different goals now, um. But yeah, at the time, I feel like that definitely influenced the writing as well. Mm. Because listening back to it, it doesn't. I don't remember writing it with a particular genre in in mind. Mm. Um. And obviously, there's sort of space to cross over like you don't have to be like oh i'm gonna write a pop song so it has to use these pop elements like you can use elements from other genres yeah but not having a genre in mind at all other than it's for youtube right sort of leaves it a bit empty to me like sure. it, it leaves it wanting like is the the do the lyrics themselves have meaning or are they oh no no <laughs> <laughs> no i was yeah, like a, i was a 14 year old kid or something what what way would i have been um Oh, it was 2012. I would have been like 17, 18. Mm. That's depressing. So it's more uh, of an imitation of style, like. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, in this genre and a lot of the songs that are put out by the people that I'm uh, looking up to mm. and influenced by have this sort of content mm. and this sort of, um, like, lyricism. Mm. So I'm going to write something like that. But, yeah, it's it's obviously a song about, like, oh, this girl's not paying attention to me yeah. and I'm slowly giving up on you. There was no girl at that time, <laughs> to my knowledge. Like, I like that that's a common, commonly yeah, done right? thing. Just like, I need some angst. Yeah, Just like some flowery words. I, and... I definitely try now to, um, to write genuinely. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like not every single word, obviously, because sometimes you have to like... Flourish. Yeah, exactly. You have to make it a bit sort of metaphorical and... There's Definitely. a few fucking moments where you're like, eh, maybe she's dying. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be emotional. Yeah, exactly. Got to gotta really punch Spice the audience up. in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do, do you find that with your, with your writing that you sort of looking back that you think, oh, those lyrics weren't really genuine and do you consider that? Yeah, very yeah. much. Um, I think, well, I mean, I guess this thing, they were genuine at the time. Like yeah. it's, it's more a thing I look back and I'm like, wow, the way I perceived that situation is not at all how it was, <laughs> which is concerning. But yeah, definitely now I, I try to be like, right, specific enough for it to be emotional, vague enough for people to like relate. Yeah. Mm. And like, 
disconnected enough for like five years down the line, they won't be like, oh, he's a fuckboy. Yeah. Because that's that's how I feel listening to that. Like really? listening to the context, not as bad. Okay, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. Sure. But I, I'll hold back from that. Drag him. Drag I've, him, Peter. Uh, no, there's like, there's just some artists that I've heard stuff from, not local artists, like big artists mm. now, um, that are incredible. Like the lyrics are incredibly problematic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. And yes. that like they don't seem to care mm. and it's not necessarily because that's their shtick. It's just because no one, no one of, called them up on No that. one's called them out at like a big enough level. Yeah. And it's just like lots of their audience are just like, Oh no, it's not. It's like kind of is. So, yeah. So yeah like, yeah. I don't think that song that we listen to is problematic, but I definitely don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm finding that with a lot of my old stuff, listening through this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Christ, <laughs> and a bit iron opening, yeah. Though yeah. you have some fantastic lyrics, like thank you. Your the opening line of um of "Tell Me a Lie" is like the yeah. cracks in my terracotta armor People have allowed some like harm to one. come to my fracturing mind. That's one of my favorite lyrics of oh, any you. songs. Yeah, thank you very so, much. So credit where credit's due. Yeah. I don't know if that's one of the ones that you like have looked back at and be like, ugh. But <laughs> 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 that sums it up so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um yeah a few people have said that lyric and yeah because there's just so much depth to it and i remember i brought it up back when we were in a band like yeah. i brought that line up and was like this is this is a really good line like not that the rest of the song isn't good as well but like that was the one that really stuck a little with me. downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> you peaked yeah <laughs> i was gonna say lines i liked about this but now it just sounds like i'm being like well i i like i like no this. go on I, I love being gratified I, I liked the um the thing where you're like I'm in a queue and like everyone's gone but you're I'm still in queue. Yeah, still waiting in line. I really butchered that. Describe. No, no, no. That's that's that's, a, that's something I I still sort of do. Like mm. try and say the same thing but in different ways. Yeah. So like a queue and a line. Like trying to draw those comparisons. Yeah. Um, I I was I was writing. I now it's gonna sound every song that I write after this podcast. I feel like people are gonna be like. Stole that from Peter Harvey. But I was writing <laughs> a song fine. called, like, I Can't Wait Until You Love Me. Okay. And the first half was going to be like, oh, I can't wait until you love me. And then the end was going to be like, I can't wait until you love me. Oh, you know? I like Which that. Which is what you do in this. You're like, I'm waiting for you. And then you, at the end, you're like, so I'm done waiting for you. And yeah, you, you do that like, really cool thing where it's like. I'll, I, I thought that was real edgy at the time. It's I, good. I, I was like, it. oh, it's a, like a narrative, an entire narrative within a song, whereas like lots of... story in a song. Yeah. It's but such like, a triumphant ending, I think. That's I guess my note. Triumphant ending, three question mark. That is my note. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to... to yeah, triumphant <laughs> ending. It's like, uh, but yeah, like musically, no, but lyrically, it's sort of like I'm doing i'm being selfish and doing what's right for me or not even selfish because of like it seems like she doesn't care at all yeah. anyway so it's like i'm moving just, on yeah 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 it's healthy ending question mark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think this is extremely sophisticated for a first song the chords mm-hmm. used are not i mean maybe it's because i can't play the ukulele uh but it's, for me it I is like, much easier than playing guitar there's mm-hmm. fewer strings but i feel like you're using like not very basic chords. That's just going off my ear. I could be very wrong. It could just be like F for the whole song. Mm-hmm. But like it sounds, yeah, like you're using a good progression. You got different sections. Uh, the melody's good. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like a few because I I went to a, um, like I, I, I did high school music and stuff mm. at a, um, a pretty sort of pretty good school. We had a pretty good music program. 
Um, so I had that sort of wealth of theoretical knowledge. Mm. Um, I wasn't able to like apply it perfectly, <laughs> but like it was the concepts were, were sort of there for the most part. Um, so I tried to do as much of that as possible. I tend to keep my writing pretty standard until the bridge and try and have like the bridge be the, the focal point because for me, a standard structure is like instrumental verse, maybe like a, a second verse, yeah. pre-chorus, chorus, another verse, but probably different. And then maybe a pre-chorus again, but yeah. I tend not to write a second pre-chorus, mm. then verse, and then like a bridge being like the, the build to the, the climax just yeah. before the final chorus comes back I in. I love a bridge. Pretty standard form, but yeah, it's, it's effective for a mm. reason. Um, and that's where I throw in like weird chords, like secondary dominance are mm. always, always good. Um, which is a, which, <laughs> yeah, which theoretically a secondary yeah. dominant is generally um, a chord five on five. So if you're in C, like yeah. we were saying before, chord one would be C, but chord five is G. Yeah. But a secondary dominant is when you essentially borrow a chord from another, because um, the dominant is what they call chord five in like music theory. Yeah. You got like the tonic is one, dominant is five. There's lots of terms for the same things, <laughs> but um, it's like you're borrowing the fifth chord from. So if you're in if you're in G, because yep. G is the fifth chord of C, yep. it's as if you're now in G for that moment and you're using the Ooh. fifth chord of that key. Oh, that's cool. So now using I'm learning. Hey, so, yeah. so in C, the secondary dominant would be D major, which uses an F sharp. Because which that's is, the five of G? Yeah, which is the five of C. Five, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... It's the ten of C. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean... It, that makes more sense than how, it th like, in theory, you write, like, five and then, like, five on five, so five over five, oh, which sure. would, in maths would be yeah, one. Yeah, it's one. So it's I, I still don't C. know what we're talking about. Just... Ba basically, I used, like, I used a chord that wasn't in C. Nice. Just, <laughs> it's just a, using Using nice. chords that aren't in the key, but it still works in certain instances. Fantastic. Cool. There I'm was gonna, a key change at the end there as well. I did. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be, like... Ah, and he threw in a key change, but I didn't want it to be things like, there was no key change. I, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. It's like, oh, actually, that's just modulation. Fuck. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, but no. Um, What's colors in a blackout? Like, I, I know what it is, but like, you say it a lot and it feels like it like should be the title of the forced song. Forced metaphor. Yeah. Like you, forced metaphor. You're bringing oh, right. it a lot. I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, like, when it's really dark, sometimes you like see pictures and stuff. Like, not pictures, but like, if you close your eyes really tight and like you, you start seeing shapes and stuff yeah. like that okay. and you're like, are they really there or are they just like in my mind sort of thing? That's sort of what I was trying to connect okay. at the time being like, uh, like I, I just imagine like the colors in the blackout or something is yeah. the, the lyric. So it's just like, Oh, Al, like you loving me, does, is it real? Does it exist? But of course she That's didn't cool. exist. So the metaphor <laughs> as a whole. She was like colors in a blackout, really. Uh, if you think or, about or it. Also the metaphor Joke's would have you her. think. She wasn't real. She didn't exist in the Got first her. place. Uh, I thought you meant like a literal, like a stage blackout. Oh. Yeah, I thought like, I like the lights are down. Any color that was in the room is like is gone. Now. Is gone now. Like, I guess like everything in a blackout, really. Yeah. No, you no, can't no, see no. It anymore. Like a dog in a blackout. <laughs> like a table in a blackout. <laughs> like these noodles. <laughs> like these noodles in a blackout. In a blackout. No, that would have been better. I should have. Oh, uh, I like that bit. Thank you. Uh, you guys are relatively new. Uh, you guys being Homefront. 
Oh, yes. Uh, I thought you meant us. Yeah, us too. Yeah, me and James, James were like, yeah, we're just our new band. Yeah. Uh, James Front. James Front. Facebook tells me that you formed in June of 2017. Is that true? Or is that when you just made a Facebook account? Uh, what's this? It's 2018. That would be correct. Um, and you have exploded onto the scene. Do you that is tips? less correct, but <laughs> we... I mean, we, we had a song written and recorded prior to then, um, hmm. but it was mainly written and recorded by Nav, um, Damien, and myself. And then we, like, tabbed out MIDI for the drums and stuff and got it all sent off um, to a, a producer in the States, and everything went well. Um, and we got it back, and it was fine. It went, hmm. it went reasonably well. It, it's just short of, like, 20K views after a year and a bit. So that's m- more than we were expecting, which is, which is good. Yeah. Um, but we basically forced it out because we had, like, we were offered um, by Harry, actually, hey. aforementioned. Um, from Shorelines. From Shorelines. Ah. We have a famous friend. Spe- speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of explosive Brisbane vans. They, yeah, my God. Yeah, exploded onto the <laughs> There's scene. There's a function on Spotify where you can uh, be like, compare to other artists. <laughs> and sometimes just to fuck myself up, I'm oh, like, no. how are Shorelines doing? Much better than there's oh, no. there's a similar feature on um on Facebook as well, like in your yeah. insights if you're running your your band page as like a business page mm. and you, you can, can you can track bands. I didn't know you it shows that. like oh, their no. um their You shouldn't have told Alex he's it, gonna be yeah, all that's not, my not only ruined. is it like just likes, but it'll be like percentage increase week to week and stuff. So this week looks great for us. We're up like seventy five four percent or something ridiculous oh. because we had such a small fan base to begin with i um i was sending a thing to james because i was feeling <laughs> i was like you know what it might seem like you're at a bad time and i sent him like this week's spotify views and i was like but it's all in perspective and sent him like since 2015 and it's like a, a nice arg yeah and i was like huh and then did my friend aiden bradley and he started like eight tenths later than me and then just Boom! Immediately, uh, much just like plateaus, like oh god, I don't like this game. <laughs> that's that's the thing in music, though. There's always going to be someone more successful. Like, there's always going to be someone. Like, if you're comparing yourself to literally everyone, you're going to have yeah. a bad time. Mm. We tend to sort of pick our local. I say competitors, but like we're friends with most people in the scene, um, which is which is great. Like, because the Brisbane scenes pretty trash and like hasn't <laughs> like <laughs> called you out all That's of the quote from this episode not in, not in t- the brisbane scene's pretty trash <laughs> when I, when i say trash i mean in terms of like the community not in terms of the bands there's fantastic uh, yeah. phenomenal bands right. like Isn't state like sides kicking it shorelines like we've mentioned exactly there's yeah. not enough venues there's not enough people supporting live music mm. like especially all ages venues yes. there's very few which means in a few years time people aren't going to have that ingrained culture of going to gigs so 18 plus gigs are gonna get shit as well no yeah. oh, and i mean like so compare that to somewhere like melbourne melbourne or, which know. is thriving yeah like, exactly i um we, we were looking at this the like the stats of of another band i won't mention the name but they um they were like essentially selling out in melbourne they sold out a show in melbourne and then here in their hometown they they were like we can bring like maybe a hundred people. Wow. Yeah, and it's there like oh wow okay that's the trick move to Melbourne. It's it's <laughs> tempting. They have Damn coffee city. I've heard. But like <laughs> if like if you love music, you should go to music. Go it's a, yeah. Bands. yeah yeah like tell, and they'll come. Make venue managers see that going to gigs and having them is worth it because like yeah you're snuffing out the talent. You listening? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're, you're listening to our podcast. You're probably a fan of music. Mm. Or just a fan of 
podcasts. Yeah, true. maybe maybe they're like real into their. their you like, guys are okay. Yeah, the <laughs> audio files. Yeah, just like I'll just download all the audio files. I don't care what they are. <laughs> Flack. I just Wav, yeah. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. <laughs> I'll be a whore for that format. <laughs> oh Listen to anything. A whore mat. Uh, <laughs> How did we get here? I love it. Do you have any tips for people who are starting out? That because you seem to have done very well for yourself, both as a band and songwriting tips. As a band, I don't feel like I have. <laughs> Bless. You. I sorry, I coughed. Never. Knew. Oh well, Robertson. Thank you. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, they got us. As, <laughs> as a band, I feel like it's a constant learning curve, and you're constantly like growing. We've found, by no means, that this is like I wouldn't consider us a successful band yet because I don't feel that we're at the level musically, like what, like our performance isn't perfect yet. And Well, you, you guys have fans. You have people that don't know you personally who are like, I have made a fan that's, Instagram. That's true. Band I yeah, learned. and we've, we've got people who like... But you Not also... Not implying that that's what success is. No, <laughs> but like you, you also have people come to your shows and sing your lyrics. Like that, yeah, but they're that all my close me. friends. <laughs> That's true, but like the people that we meet, the people that we meet that do that, they do become friends. Mm. Like obviously, mm. you have to try and keep your personal and private life, yeah, um, or not personal and private, but like public and private. Sorry, yeah, um, you try and keep them somewhat separate. But mm. but yeah, we've found that running it like a business is the best way to do it. Um, like obviously, be genuine in the public eye, be yourself, but when making decisions you have to be mature like we've yeah. turned down a lot of shows because we we summed up the pros and cons and we're like this we're not going to get enough out of this even mm. though it would be a fun show to do mm. um yeah and like it's it sucks because sometimes we really do want to do the shows but like in the long run it's it's better for the image which obviously Sounds like a very manufactured thing, but no. if you want a career out of it, sometimes you do have to like mm. consider it like a business and a real job. It's a brand, um, yeah. Exactly, to think about exactly. Your values and what you represent. Like yeah. you wouldn't want to be in an ad for like smoking or anything. Precisely. Like yeah. we're we're by no means fake. We're very genuine, and like what we put out into the public eye is definitely us. Mm. But the decisions that are made behind the scenes are very um, methodical and business like. Certainly. But yeah, you gotta um, be like exactly like because every, everyone else is and like as as much as you want to just like rock up and be like I just love playing tunes and I'll see where life takes me like you yeah. you're up against these people who are like hello I went to business school and they have professional yeah. like management and yeah. stuff behind them exactly. we we aren't at that level yet so we yeah. we have to try and fake it as best we can <laughs> yeah. fake um, it but be real yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah I suppose so <laughs> in terms of writing for anyone starting out just just write like anything it's gonna be shit you you heard the songs <laughs> that that were played earlier and like other songs that people have brought arguably not shit but like everyone thinks their first songs are bad so it doesn't mm. matter if they are um i i can't remember who said it i think it was a lecturer at university it may have been like rob davidson or mm. someone um at the university of queensland said Oh, what did he say? It was like brainstorm with the door open, critique with the door closed, or something. No, the other other way around. Brainstorm with the door closed, um, and critique with the door open. So, like when you're coming up with ideas, do it in your own private sort of personal space because 
that way it doesn't matter if like you don't want other people hearing it sure because uh, that way it doesn't matter if it's shit because yeah. like you don't have to use everything but when you're trying to piece together the pieces mm. let people mm. comment Chime in and yeah exactly comment, like yeah. if someone like if you're in a rehearsal room or something at a university or at your house um and you're playing piano and singing along or something and someone stops in the doorway and they're like that bit was a bit naff like yeah. mm. don't be like no it's <laughs> short <Shut up>, mom <laughs> what do you know about music or whatever like you gotta gotta take it on board like that's yeah. that's because those people that, are the audience for exactly that song, and know? like down the line it's gonna make it better that's yeah. like you have to be willing to cut things out that you really that you liked personally as well mm. especially if you're writing collaboratively that's something i'm learning that's it that's yeah. That's something that I'm I'm learning now. Working with a band more than individually writing, which I'm loving, but it's it's definitely a different style of writing. Like I may have an idea that I'm really um, committed to, and I'm like, oh, I think this harmony works really well, mm. or like maybe an octave guitar part in here could be really neat, like this. Mm. And they might be like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> and you have to be, how, you have to be okay with that. How yeah. do you? differentiate which hills to die on because surely you're like this is my thought about like all thoughts you have and how do you know like no i'm gonna fight for this how do you know like i don't agree but i will back down like how do you um, pick i i die i don't i, I never back down no I, <laughs> every idea I, I have is in i die on every hill similar to my exercise regime it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> that was good i've been saving that one all day yeah no, good um <laughs> No, I, I think you have to be willing to die on every hill. Mm. Like, it's okay if you want to fight for it, but mm. if, um, like, you have to be open to, to criticism and if people are like, no, then there's a reason for them saying no. And True. if you're too close to it. True. That, that's how I justify it to myself, that, like, if I really like something but everyone else is like, no, or even just one person, if it's only one other person on the day or something, I just say I must be too close to it. Um, mm. And sometimes I save it and use it later, but I'm not a huge fan of, um, like I do from time to time, Frankenstein songs. If I have like a chorus from a song yeah, that yeah. needs a verse or something and I'm like, oh, I'll write a verse and I'll, this bridge from another song could be used. Mm-hmm. Um, but I prefer not to do that. The Monster Mash is my favorite Frankenstein song. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you look so proud of yourself, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You cannot <laughs> fathom the beam across his face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I... Do, you, do you find that you, you do that? Do you Frankenstein at all? or No, I, I am starting to because I haven't written a song in like... I, I took like a two-year gap because I was just working. And if I'd been writing that whole time, I'd have so many damn songs. But there was circumstances under which I were you write feeling songs. creative at the time, though. Uh, like, was, were, you, were you like, "Oh, this is an idea," and just didn't write it down, or were you just? Yeah, I was feeling okay. very uh, emotional, we'll say. But okay. uh, you know, when it's like when because you write what you know. Yeah. And if definitely. I were to write a song about like my job, I'd be like, I still work at my job, so I can't release a song about my job, and like my work will tell me off for writing the song about my job. Mm. So would, like, would they like if you? What if you snuck in enough metaphor? Yeah, what if you drenched it in allegory? Working at a, working at a well, colors I, I, in a blackout. I, I have an idea for a musical. Um, oh, I can't because then people will know where I work. All right, I'll tell uh. you off air. But uh, it's a very clever pun. But, okay. um, 
<laughs> no, but yeah, basically I, I didn't write songs for a long time and I wish I did, but um, I'm starting to now because I'm like, I need to get these songs out and writing music has always been a tricky part for me. So I'm like, this was a good chorus. This was a good pre-chorus, but it just feels wrong somehow. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know if you're like, I got, I got this suit for wearing out to dinner and then it's like, you want to come to this birthday party? And it's like, feels weird to be wearing a suit to this birthday party. Yeah, it's like, it looks good. Yeah, it wasn't for this. Right, yeah. yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong. And I was like, it's a good suit. But it's just like, this wasn't, this wasn't my birthday. I bought birthday. this for a special yeah, intention. Yeah, you, you, you might get, you might get some comments. Like, that's a, that's a nice suit. Yeah. It's Normally when, when I wear my birthday suit to dinners, <laughs> I get sent to jail. There it is. Students. <laughs> yeah. Except when you that means you're naked. <laughs> it does. That's what that means. <laughs> Zane was giving me a look. Was that like, I thought it was an I don't get it, but you didn't laugh. So I think it's just like, why'd you say that, Alex? It was yeah, like, he, he, he saw it coming and uh, it's like, yeah. don't say it. He said it. It's too late. <laughs> and you need one of those buttons that like beeps things out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, want it, I want you to have a mic, Zane, just so that whenever we do this, you can be like, I have nothing to say to this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of not saying anything, just saying that you don't have anything to say. Because Zane can talk. We just can't hear him in the podcast. He's too far away. <laughs> One day. We'll, we'll hook you up with a mic. Oh, let's wrap this Next up, time. shall Sorry. we? Uh, what do you have coming up on your horizon? Alrighty. So, big plans. so tomorrow, June the 30th, we are playing at an awesome pop punk festival um, called Leave This Town. It's at Ahepa. It's uh, hosted by BTM Management. And there's... Uh, 10 or 11 really awesome Brisbane bands, um, Statesides, Headlining, Shorelines, Skies Collide, Joy, oh, nice. Joy in Motion, really, really good Brisbane bands. So if you if you aren't into the Brisbane scene and want a good place to start, that's an awesome place. If you like pop music, rock music, pop punk, whatever, hmm. there's going to be quite a range and lots of bands, so something to pick from. Uh, we also have an, an EP coming out later in the year, Scary Times, hopefully later in the year, maybe early next year. We're hmm. still... One song away, which is, oh, it's tantalizingly close. Hopefully by the time this airs, we will have that one ready and we'll be already tracking. Keep us up to date. I'll, we'd, we'd I'll do my best. We'd be like, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on my spam and on my Facebook account. Mm. And uh, you've just launched, at the time of recording, you've just launched the music video for the song that we're about to listen to. That's exactly right. We recorded a fantastic music video with uh, the guys from Red Boss Productions. Mm. Um, it's really cool. I like the uh, the... The day night yeah if, if you if you enjoy the song and you want to see what the video is all about um go check us out we're called Homefront, and yeah there's some really cool edits um we actually did a day and a night shoot so on the same day so we were all fucked by the end of it but um yeah they do like cuts between the day and the night and it's sometimes really seamless and it looks rad yeah the um, drumming one at the right like, at the end <laughs> yeah that's not like clickbait. Like it is actually at the end. You can skip right to that and just see that. If you, <laughs> you want to watch for the whole video yeah. for a good bit. But no, yeah, no. It's um, very good. But yeah, um, this one's called Breathing Space. If you like it, check it out on Spotify. Add it to your playlists. It really does help um, and support your local scene. Nice. Uh, James, do you want to? Um, yeah, so we, uh, uh, am I plugging? I was going to say, do you want to plug anything? But last episode, you were kind of like, I don't always want to plug stuff, Alex. Yeah, well, it's and I was like, like oh, I only I'm have the one now. thing all the time. Or it's like, I do another podcast. So I, I do another learn. podcast and it's called Unfeatured Articles. And uh, you can check that one out. But uh, no, I, I guess June, we have a show coming up in mid-July. We have a show? Uh, oh, the Good hey. Time Boys. Yeah. Uh, which Duke, is our sketch Duke comedy group. Duke of Zest at Short and Sweet. That's a play I wrote. On the Gold Coast. And we also have, as part of uh, Vina Carver Productions' Fresh Blood Festival, at uh, Metro Arts, 
we're also doing a show, The Good Time Boys. That's a uh, new dad. It's called it? New Dads. Yeah. Um. So definitely check that one out. Uh, and all the other shows at Fresh Blood. That's going to be a really cool theater festival if you're into theater, uh, particularly student theater. Um, really, really cool stuff. Hmm. Um, Alex, I, do you have things you want to plug? I do. I feel like this uh, episode, because we have the the wonderful Peter Harvey, I think we're going to have uh, some people who normally wouldn't be listening to the show oh, yeah. to, to lap up some of that wonderful home front goodness. I sure hope so, but, <laughs> but please don't set the bar too high. <laughs> I am quite lame. Well, if... Uh, <laughs> If you haven't been uh, put off by me and everything I'm about, then <laughs> I would love for you to listen to my music. I'm your man, Alex Smith, on that. That's my name. That's not me being presumptuous on uh, Bandcamp, Spotify and iTunes. You don't have to buy it. If you want to listen to it, listen to it on Spotify because that helps all of us. Just the, the weirdest plug. It's <laughs> just kind of like get my music or, or don't. I'm, I'm so bad at marketing, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's my plug. I'm your man Alex Smith. Uh we're about to listen to uh Breathing Space by Peter Harvey from Homefront. No, we are. Thank you to That's Not Canon Productions for having us on the uh network. 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 Of course. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. It, it, it's a it's a big help and Absolutely. like comment and all that stuff and we don't pay for marketing, so just word of mouth. It that's really a, helps out. Reference right there. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, um do you want to say the sweet one-liner before the, the song begins? What do you got no for No pressure. Us? Go for it, Peter. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed me rambling about theory, which could be incorrect. And um, feel free to correct me in the comments. And I hope you love this track, Breathing Space by Homefront. Now we're sinking, I've been thinking all the time we spent apart. Do it.
there. My name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.